What's up, everybody? Happy Wednesday. Uh, we we have a new podcast for you. That's that's how you got here. We want to tell you a couple things right up top. We are so stoked to announce that our second full-length album, Joymonger, it's out. It's it's there. It's on streaming. It's on you. It's on all of them. Check it out. Check it out. Uh, we're we're very excited that it is out. That's what we're talking about today on the podcast. It's it's all about making of the record. It's talking about releasing the record, and it's just it, some of our favorite stories and songs from the record. Also, we have a Patreon, and it is more podcasts just like this one. It's just Aaron and I. Sometimes we have a guest. Sometimes we don't. Uh, right now, during quarantine, uh, having guests is a little bit tougher. But we are just really enjoying sitting down and talking. And just hanging out. So if you're into that, just go to ojeremiahtalks.com or just look us up on Patreon. Okay, that's it. I've had enough. It's time. O. Jeremiah Talks about our sophomore album. Let's go. Count me in. I really wish I would have gotten it recorded, you calling me a mole rat. I really missed an opportunity. Hey, mole, rat. mole rat. You That's... called me a porcupine. I did call you a porcupine. So do you remember how last night I forced you to go outside and watch the stars? Yeah, and how it was like the sweetest memory ever. And you were, you like kind of griped about doing it. I didn't gripe about doing yes, it. Yeah. And here's the thing. That is not what happened. What yeah. happened was you said, we're just going to go watch the the shooting stars. And I all I said was, what time? And you were like, all time. No, like I all said time an hour at night, sunset. right? And I said, "Well, there's like a peak moment where there's like more than than other times." And you were like, well, I, "No, no, we're going." I had to wake up at a decent hour today, so I didn't want to do the peak thing. Yeah, but we we did it, and it was really it was really sweet. sweet. We just laid in our back laid on our back porch. The stars were either incredibly slow, or we saw six airplanes. Yes, I think they were just incredibly slow. <laughs> I always picture shooting stars to look like no, because you, you've seen. Everyone's probably seen a shooting star, right? Like they go fast. They go super fast. Literally, like. Yeah, this was like (laughs) the character Flash from Zootopia. If he was a star, it was just kind of (laughs) like. If I saw one, I literally had time for Jeremiah to see the same one that I saw. Yeah, you had time. Like I'd be like, "Babe, look!" And he's like, "Where is it?" And then I'd be like, "There," and it would still be moving. Yeah, you had time. That's how slow these stars were last night. Yeah. You had time to stand up, point at it. Star Wars. Star Wars. Stars on May the 4th. Stars on May the 4th. Today is May the 5th. We're not really doing anything about it. That was a sweet little memory. And, you know, being... I'm, I'm, when I picture looking back at this crazy time, I think I'm going to think about that moment a lot. And the Sylvanesso night. And the Sylvanesso night. We yeah. watched Sylvanesso's new live concert uh, documentary. It's called With. We made, like, a pallet on the floor and, like... Both the stargazing and the Sylvanesso night, Noodles thought that we were like going to bed, just like one outside on the ground or on like the balcony. And then the Sylvanesso night, she just thought we were sleeping on the floor. And she's like, this is just like a really weird night. Yeah, yeah. She kept looking at us like, this isn't your bed. Your bed's in there. Yeah, yeah. Your bed's in there. And that happened last night too. That's funny. Yeah. Um, And I'll also think about Friday a lot. That'll be, I'll think about Friday probably. The most for in like twenty years, I'll be thinking about Friday. Friday was oh, we should tell we have a new album. Was that May first? May first. Did you know that we our release date was May first? For some reason, I thought it was my nephew's birthday, and I was like, wait, it came. They did it the day that the album came out. Yeah, 
So our uh, we have a, our sophomore album came out May one, which was last Friday. That means second full length album. Second full length album. It released last Friday, and we were really bummed because like everyone else, we're cooped up in our houses. Like every band, we canceled all of our shows. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know or, when we're gonna. We so here's the thing. We had talked like we thought that the album was going to be released like potentially in like January. Like this was like last year. We thought maybe January. And so we thought we were going to have like a big album release party. We had talked about that. Yeah. And then obviously whenever Shelter in Place and all that stuff happened, we were like we we stopped planning for a party. But little did we know all of our friends were planning a party. Shelter in place style. Well, let's go. Let's go back a little bit. For, let's put it a little bit more into context. So, oh. indie bands like us, whenever they release an album, they'll book a tour, and they book the tour months in advance. So we had a whole summer's worth of shows. You buy a bunch of merch. You buy a bunch of merch, which we did. Which we super did. We bought three hundred records. <laughs> we bought a thousand CDs. Like it's just like we like have fifty all, shirts. Like, yeah, we yeah. have all these shirts and this tour merch. That the whole point is to go on the road and play the play shows and sell your merch. That's how you like make money as a business as a That's band. How you promote your new product? Yes, and uh, whenever COVID nineteen happened, every band <laughs> lost all their shows. And we are not the only ones that were like trying to release an album right now. Like every band that was releasing an album right now, it was like the same situation. So needless to say, we were not joyful about Joymonger. Uh, I especially was having um, a pouty party. A pouty party? Pouty party. I was um, pretty indifferent. I didn't really, I was just like, well, it just feels like a regular, it feels like a regular like single releasing. It doesn't feel like an album was releasing. Yeah, because. And we didn't have expectations on it. Yeah. Which was awesome. Which was awesome. In hindsight. And then we, I kind of surrendered, like, the day we canceled all of our shows, I was like, you know what, Joymonger is not going to get the life I wanted to have. We're just going to enjoy it any way we can, and that's going to look like Aaron and I waking up the day of, watching Seinfeld, having breakfast together, and just trying to enjoy this time together. We didn't even have dinner plans. Like, we were just like, why don't... Like, I think I was planning on eating leftovers because we had cooked a lot that week. Yeah, you were talking about soup. And I was like, Joymonger soup? If you don't eat that leftover soup in there, I'm going to be so mad at you. My goal is to wait until it turns green. And then you're like... Babe, that's not nice. It's also not true. I can true. tell that that's your goal. That is not my goal. You have like neg- You have like a day left before it goes bad. Well, you need to quit making me such delicious lunches. I don't make you lunches. What, what did you do today? It was sour, it's sour potatoes, sweet potatoes, sweet and sour potatoes. Mm. <laughs> it was a it was a brunch to die for. You're right. I did cook for you. Can you eat it tomorrow? <laughs> yes. If you if you weren't gonna eat it today, you don't know that. How dare you? That's accusatory. I don't like that. But needless to say, we wake up on release day. We're super mm. bummed. I would say. Uh, I was I was having a good day. Well, it's like the ghost of your expectation was in, of my expectation was like in the corner. Like this this could be cool. Well, like at noon, you were like, "Hey, like I'm really proud. I didn't have a ton of expectation for this, and I'm getting a lot of awesome feedback on this, and I feel like we're being really celebrated, and I love that." So we were already feeling that. 
already my friend texted me knowing about what was going to happen that night and was like how are y'all feeling about release day and i was like it's actually going really well yeah and then she was probably like well you don't even know so then our friends text us uh and they said you don't have release dinner plans do you and we said no we don't actually so they were like great we'll see you at 5 30 we were in pj's we were we thought it was pretty normal because this couple in particular has come by our place every now and then to just like check in on us and we'll like stand in the yard and like talk to each other. 5.30 is a pretty normal time for them to drop by. So we were like... They delivered us beer wearing masks and gloves. Yeah. So we were like, oh, of course. Yeah, y'all can swing by to celebrate with us. That's really nice. My, I kind of had a feeling something was up and I, I thought that there might be like kind of like we did for our friend Sandy, like the drive-by parade birthday. Like, I thought all of our friends were going to drive by our apartment at that time and, like, congratulate us. I thought that that could be happening. Right. But, woo, doggy. Did we doggy woo, for sure. Okay. Yeah. So, That's we were standing with our trying. friends for, like, 15 minutes. It was a little bit awkward. I was like, this is, like, kind of uncomfortable because I couldn't tell what was going on. They were dressed up. They looked super nice. And I was like, what's going on with that? And they were like, okay, well, we have a surprise for you. If you want to... I mean, you look great, but you can like change clothes if you want. And I'm super thankful for that because I was literally like, it wasn't like for sure PJs, but it was definitely not like, I don't know that I would it go to the grocery store in that. PJs. Yeah. I don't think I would have gone to the grocery store in that. Yeah. Um, luckily I'd taken a shower. So my hair was clean. Uh, anyway, so yeah, we, and I got so excited. I started to tear up instantly in the instructions. And so we went inside, we put noodles up. We changed clothes. We came downstairs and they had a Polaroid camera and then a manila envelope with a map in it. They were like, you have 10 pictures to ration out over six different locations. You're going to get in your car and you're going to drive to these six locations in this order. And the map and nothing was like half done. No. Like the map was amazing. It was our album cover flower on it. It was hand drawn. She like watercolored that. Yeah, that's what I'm, like with her hand though. Yeah, our friend Kathy, I think actually Kathy, sorry, we're butchering what art is, but she yeah. freaking did it. <laughs> she freaking did it. Yeah. So we, I'm gonna frame it. I think. Yeah, I think you should. And so we're going around six different parking lots with ten people or less, and we are celebrating with each group of our friends in Athens our record release. At this time, I didn't know that there's going to be ten people or less at each location. Like I thought that maybe. There would be people, like I knew there would be people at the first location because that was our friend's house. Right. That we usually have community group at. So I knew there would be like maybe a couple of people there. I did not know that, and I knew there would be people at the end because the winters who picked us up or who delivered the map to us and the camera, they were like, well, we might see you at another location. So I was like, oh, okay, duh, they're going to see us at the end of this. Right. Did not, I thought that we might at the other locations get like clues or something or maybe get like... Some flowers. Do you know what I mean? Like, I didn't think we'd see that many people. Well, so we saw, and we ended up seeing like 50 people over the span of like an hour. Was it really that many people? Go I ahead. think so. It was like, I mean, yeah, well, it was a lot. I mean, it was like, yeah. let's say 40 because it was less than 10 people, but they were, there were six locations. Mm -hmm. And we bounced around seeing these people. I cried a lot. It takes a lot for me to cry. But yeah. I like immediately on that first stop, I was like, oh, I'm not about to, this is about to be a wreck. Because the first stop was our our friend's driveway and they had uh, sidewalk chalk. Uh, oh, Jeremiah presents Joymonger. Yeah. <laughs> and then 
when you went down the driveway, there was like uh, a pallet on the on the ground that said Liza's Corner, and then there was like a garden that was labeled Late Bloomers, and it was With just the most amazing chalk ever because our friend Kathy is just like a wizard with that my here's what I was even impressed with because the the map was called Joymonger Tour 2020 which is adorable yeah I was like we got to the first location and it was very clear where to park because the car in front of it said oh Jeremiah parking and that was just like I know that was like such a tiny detail, but that cracked me up so much in like the most joyful way. Yeah. That I was like I was just like so stoked from it. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe how happy I was. Yeah. It was it was a very special day and I felt very joyful and I realized You want to walk through all the locations though? I mean we I, w- just we, quickly because I don't want to like so yeah, the, the chalk, we talked about that. They yeah. also gave us road snacks, like our favorite road snacks. Right. Because Jeremiah eats sunflowers on, their, on sunflower seeds. I eat sunflowers. <laughs> I love Sour Patch Kids. We had popcorn because we love popcorn. Um, okay. That feels like very detailed. Or like, do you, what do you, no, what I all love do you, it. Normal bar. That was our bar. party crew. That was our party Balloons, crew. Balloons, party poppers, ready to go. Our church. Yeah, there were six different groups, and each one had a very different vibe. Different vibe. It was really sweet. Yeah. Our church, and then next location, a lot of you have seen maybe online, was like the bagpipe crew. Two of my students performed for me, which was adorable. That was That's our co-working space that we worked that at. That's our co-working space. We shot the Liza video right there, yes. and it was all kind of like in that area. Supper Club crew was at Bouvet, our favorite coffee shop. That was super fun. It was hilarious whenever we showed up there. And then we ended at the foundry, and we got shooed away by the security guard because we weren't supposed to be there. We, opened, we busted some champagne. Luckily, we all had our champagne and then... Uh, went to our friend's house on their porch to hang out for the rest of the night with our last crew. And we had our favorite meal from one of our favorite meals from Athens. No, the favorite. Your favorite. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite. It's one of them. I can't choose a favorite, but that was like, and then someone made me a gluten-free cake. Like, holy cow. Yeah. We felt very loved, very celebrated. I, the whole time I kept thinking someone was going to jump out and propose to me. That's how like loved it, I felt. I, I literally felt the same way I did on, our proposal and i'm really sorry but that's no just true. i mean i did too like because it was like six dates in one six proposals in one <laughs> but it's really it's really cool because they really came together for that and it made me realize that people want to rally behind bands right now because like we're all struggling but it also feels like i you know if Josh Ritter or Paul Simon was like, hey, guys, like it was a big bummer. My album didn't get to do the thing, but here's a way you could be a part of it. I'd be like, freaking sign me up. I want to be a part of this. Like it was just really cool to celebrate with these people we love so much. And it it showed me two things. I miss people so much because seeing them in person, even though we had to stay six feet apart, was overwhelming. Like our friends that have kids and like I can visually see their kids are growing up and I'm like, I miss seeing this kid all the time. I know. And then the other thing it made me realize I'm focusing so much right now on the negative stories that are being told. Mm-hmm. I will, I will turn on my phone in the morning. I, I mean, it's on whatever, but I'll go through the podcast and I'll go through all the podcasts I subscribe to and all the titles are so depressing. Yeah. Like it's like, now, not only is there a pandemic and your grandma might die, uh, there are these big hornets called murder hornets that are going to kill the bee population. Yeah. Not only that, the college bubble could burst. Like all these things are happening one by one. And I'm like, 
Wait, I, talk about the hornets again. <laughs> it's like comical. Have you not heard that? No. So they're they're these giant hornets. Oh my gosh, are you kidding? That's what I'm are saying. Are you kidding me right now? That's exactly what I'm saying. But explain. So there are these giant murder hornets. That's what they're called, murder hornets. Are they that big? They're huge, okay, yeah. he's holding out a good three inches. Yeah, they're like these huge murder hornets that attack bees. And bees are like the most important like insect for life. Okay, good. So good. basically it's it's like we're... Do they lo- kill people? Yes, apparently if you if you get stung enough, it'll get you. Apparently. I didn't I didn't invent them. I, and I didn't invent murder or how But long? that's my point. That's my point of like Are they new? Everything is so negative right now. Yeah. And I remember when Trump got elected, how all my friends on the internet were like everything is ruined and then everyone else is like everything is ruined because you don't see how great everything is now that he's pre-. and i was just remember being like oh this is so negative is it ever going to not be this negative yeah and then now i'm like i would kill for 2016 negativity <laughs> like i i miss the days whenever trump was our biggest like oh, that arguing. was our biggest problem yeah, yeah. Uh, the saddest thing to me have i talked about this yet like at the very beginning of all of this there was a sweetness of how America kind of came together to fight the common em- con- common enemy, and now we're divided again on how everyone's dealing with it, and that I mean, makes me so mad. The first half of this, I would run down Millage, and everyone would wave at me. Yes, and they would be yes. like, "Be like, hey man, how how are we doing today? We you doing cared, good? We cared about race less. We cared about what we did for a living, and we were all in this together. And now, whenever you go on. The internet. It's a bunch of people arguing on whether or not Bill Gates is the Antichrist or the person that warned us. You know, it's just like all this yeah, crazy stuff. Are, it's so stressful. Some people are mad that we're not taking ser- it seriously enough, and then vice versa. Like now we're we're ap- we're against each other in that way. Like we're divided yet again on how we're dealing with the common enemy. That is so annoying to me. Yeah, and I think. Whenever we started making Joymonger, uh, the, the name Joymonger came to me right before I fell asleep, and I got so excited, I had wicked insomnia that night. It was like six months ago I came up with the name Joymonger. And it's like, is it ever worth not having sleep, though, whenever you have a good idea like that? Oh, it's always is. I never think it is. I, I, even if I have a cool idea, I get so excited, and then my heart starts racing, and I can't sleep, and I get so mad that I can't sleep. Well, see, you you value sleep way more than I do. I live in scarcity of it. I don't know why. Because I go to sleep so that way I can wake up and have more ideas. Like, like I just like, uh, let me go ahead and shut my brain off so I can think of something cool tomorrow. Yeah. And then when that idea came to me of Joymonger, like the whole album started writing itself. And like the beginning and the end of the record is based on the title Joymonger. And I just, I think about how... Friday, I felt all the things I wanted to feel when we, when I came up with that title. Yeah. Like I wanted a big pink, bright, beautiful, just like smiley record. And I did not know that we were going to be throwing that big pink smiley record out into a big black curtain, you know, because that's what it feels like right now. Everything is just such a bummer. Yeah. Um, and Friday, I got to see all my friends like, they were blaring the record from their cars and it was just that was so cool and it's this record that's like upbeat and fun talking about joy and i was just like yeah this is what i wanted this to be for some reason bagpipes made me emotional i was crying so hard oh when you watch it it sounds like a scottish funeral like when you watch that video maybe that's why yeah it's like and it's funny because uh he's playing the intro 
He's playing It Comes From Nothing After All. I had no wherewithal to even gather that. Well, when you listen back to it, you can hear it. Yeah, But totally. he said one of the notes he can't hit on his bagpipes. So it's got like a flat seven. So it's like, and it's like, it throws you off, but it yeah. is like really, but really. But it's as close as he could get. That's so yeah. funny. And he was also in full garb. Full garb. I didn't know that kilts uh, looked exactly like they do in movies in person. Do you person. think he got the kilt or the bagpipe first? That's a great question. Bagpipes, my bad. I think bagpipes. Bagpipe. Did you get one pipe and then add another? No, I don't know. So whenever you get bagpipes, I think it's just like someone it comes is, with someone a is <laughs> inevitably going to give you a kilt. It just like comes with it. They're like, hey, I saw you had bagpipes. Here this you go. This is what I got. Yeah. And it, like, what came first, Matt? Yeah, let us know. I bet it. It, it had to be bagpipes. Yeah. My students played together and they didn't know that um, one of, so one of them was playing viola and one of them was playing violin, but they were trying to play the same twinkle, twinkle little star for me. And so if you play, like, unless you know to switch strings, like to play with each other, you're not going to play in the same key. So it was a cool fifth apart. Which, like, Twinkle Twinkle Little Star with, like, in fists, like, doesn't sound awesome. But it sounded like metal. But I didn't want to tell them because they've worked so hard. And they even practiced before I got there. So I was like, this is the most adorable thing I've ever seen. Yeah. They were very bouncy, too. They were excited to have... Yeah. They were pumped about it. You can see them bouncing around in the video, too. Yeah. Yeah, it was a really special day. That was one of the highlights of my adult life. life. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was just, like, a really... like. You you build something up in your mind. It never meets your expectations. And I woke up on Friday like, let's just see what the day has. And I yeah. was just overwhelmed. I also was told that people had a lot of joy like in the creation of it. Yeah. Which I think is really sweet. Yeah. Because like you really want to celebrate people. I'm We're fortunate that we were the things being celebrated. But like yeah. I've had those moments where you're like, oh, someone's about to get proposed to or uh, someone's about to announce that they're pregnant or whatever. And you get to be there to celebrate with them. And it yeah. is like so fun and it's so joyful. Yeah. But so do you want to talk about uh, making the record? Do you want to talk about your your favorite moments on the record? I, I will say okay. what I love is we got a lot of really good people tagging us and stuff talking about your song. Okay. Listen, people, you got to get at, a lot of you are messaging me and saying that you're in your car alone listening to Backwards Heart and crying. Well, just like, just skip the song, get out of the car, or ride with someone. I don't know. You guys got to keep it together. You got to quit crying. I've gotten so many messages about that, which is sweet. Um, it is a, it is kind of a tear jerker, and I, there is a lot of emotion in it, because that, <coughs> I've gotten a lot of really cool, like, my friend lost her dad five months ago. Yeah. And she messaged me and said that, you know, I know this wasn't your intent in writing it. This is not the thought behind these lyrics, but it's really making me miss my dad and think of him. And, you know, I could like hear this at my wedding, like in remembrance of him and blah, blah, blah. And then I've had people say like, oh, I want you to play this at my wedding. And just like, like loving someone so much. Like I could, I could really see that being like a romantic thing. But the truth is, is like, it's not a romantic thing. It's not. It's not about losing someone. It's literally just about like, it's kind of an indecisive um, letter to myself. It was like written to me of like how I think the bridge is the best example of this because for at the beginning of the bridge, like I sing that no one will hold you, 
because like sometimes like my mind tells me that like that I am alone and that I don't have anyone but then then it changes into no one will hold you as closely as I will and I'm still talking to myself like in that like you're your you've got to be your greatest supporter yeah no matter what and so that's what that song that the bridge kind of like shows that the best because um I am prone to like anxiety and like darkness in my life the second verse talks about that yeah and that's just something that I tend to like gravitate to by accident alone and so it's really you know like I will give you my time if you want it like I'll give myself love and attention that I deserve but I have to like want it Hmm. and it's just a battle of like wanting that for myself so that's what the song means to me yeah I think that's an important distinction that's what it means to you but so like the but people, it can mean no, and I've yeah yeah I'm not telling everyone that like erase your memory of it or your <laughs> realization of what it means. I'm just saying like that's where it comes from on my end. Yeah, which I think I is just, great. I, I think re- that's interesting to know. I think we were in our living room whenever we came up with that one, and that was the only time you and I have ever like worked together on the lyrics of a song. And the questions I asked you when we were writing it was like, what like what do you need? when you're down like when you're upset because the song came from like a conversation you and i had most people are like why doesn't aaron sing more why doesn't aaron sing more we've talked yeah. about that a lot, a lot on the podcast and i'm just as interested in that question as people are because mm-hmm. you are like no i'm not interested in that and you started the chorus that's how i started the chorus and then i asked you kind of like why and then when we peeled that back, you were kind of like, I don't like people looking at me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, there's something there. What what else is there? And you're like, sometimes I don't feel worthy of that. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, well, we, like, we're all in now. Like, let's go and let's chase this question and figure out what that means to us. Mm-hmm. And the first time we, the first time I remember playing it was, uh, we played it at the Foundry and you were like reading it off a piece of paper like the lyrics you didn't have the lyrics and that wasn't the time that it was super special to me because i was just like wow we got through it we were both like relieved yeah everyone loved it they did yeah but we played it at oklahoma christian do you remember that yeah the outside and then they made us do it as an encore and that was whenever i was like your girl did it oh that was weird yeah yeah they wanted that one again yeah which was like super special to me and because a lot of people have been, they've, a lot of people ask where that one exists online. And now we can finally say that it's available, which I'm happy about. Yeah. I'm really excited about the video next week. Uh, yeah, we're releasing the making yeah, it's not of it. live, but it's, it's like a studio. It's the behind the scenes of like making it in the studio. Yeah. And I think it's a really cool video. Our friend Daniel Shackle, Shackleford did it and it's really cool. But yeah, do you remember like. I remember you writing the chorus like you're uh, you're just in the kitchen and you're like playing the guitar part and you're just like and you're like singing it and I was like oh I really like that melody like I know this is weird but like can I sing that song yeah which I and then that's how it started you've never never said that. that to me and I've told you no ever like if, I'm, it was like my range it was like a melody that I really gravitated to yeah and a friend even told us to pick that lyric it was a very he said it's a very like jack antonoff like simple like just make it like simple don't overthink it like i will give you my time if you want it we were saying i will give you my time 
and then something like super poetic like yeah and it was really good it was my friend sam the sunshine we were we were talking we were talking at at his kitchen table and mm-hmm. i like sang it and he's like dude sometimes like i feel like we just want to be poetic whenever something deserves yeah. to just be what it is just say it and he's like i'll give you my time if you want it and yeah. I was just like, wow, that is like, like so perfect. Because it, it was, it was something like, I will give you my time melted in granules of sand or some, something stupid. Like in the sunshine on a clover field. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. And he's just like, sometimes, just, yeah, because as a songwriter, you want to say something that no one's ever said, but sometimes the greatest strength is to say something that we all say. That we all say. It's and just of, pointing out the beauty in the things we all say. That's kind of the beauty of Liza, I think. Like yeah, all the time. That that's was a good. A, that's a good example of simplifying things. Because that that was a temporary. When I wrote Liza, I had the chorus. I had Liza's in my corner. God love her. Everybody wonders why. I only wanted to come over, and I was like writing it out. And I was like getting. Bo- I was getting like to that point where I was like, I need to stop. So I just put like all the time as a placeholder, and I sent it to my friend. And I was like, dude, this is a song I'm working on. And he was like, dude. The line like all the time is so great. And, and I like, uh, and I text him, Oh, I'm gonna change that. He's like, You can change every lyric except that who, one. Was that Jim? Jim, yeah. That's cool. And it's just like everyone loves whenever you do you remember whenever you first sang that live, I wasn't you were doing like a solo dinner gig or something and you kept singing that and everyone looked at me, they're like, Oh, that's such a cute line. I love that lyric. Yeah, it's crazy. Everyone really gravitates to that. Which it's just because it's like so relatable. Like yeah. Like all the time. I will say, I I don't know why, like the Joymonger, so let's see, the bridge of telephone number was my favorite thing that you had ever done melodically ever. Yeah. And I remember being like, this is too good to not keep this bridge going for a really long time. So I was like, can we incorporate this in some way? And then you turned it into the Joymonger reprise melody. And we, With the we mashed heart. up the yeah. backwards heart chorus melody with the telephone number bridge melody in the verses. And I'm so glad you did that. And I kind of like expected people to like be more moved by that one than backwards heart. I don't know why, maybe cause it was like a surprise or something, but we had like, uh, n- was it nine, not like really close friends of ours sing on the last two choruses or the, the two choruses of the Joymonger reprise. And that is one of my favorite memories of making the album. Yeah, me too. And I remember whenever we, we recorded it at the church and like I had these two microphones set up and they're all crowded around. I was the only person that had headphones on. Yeah. You, I, were, you were guiding them. I was one. guiding them and I couldn't like we didn't play Joymonger Reprise to a click. Right. So they literally just had to go off of me like kind of conducting, kind of just mouthing the words because I didn't want to have more of my vocal on it because I was already on it. So they just kind of like followed me really well. And it was it was so funny because everyone, you set up the mics. I didn't even have to arrange anyone. Everyone just landed in this perfect V shape yeah. around the microphone. And I want to post a picture of it. It was a really, it was a really cool moment. And you, so I'm listening to it and we do the first take and you like, can I hear it? And I just hand you the headphones. I'm like, and I said, you're about to cry so much. Mm-hmm. And then it happened and you immediately started crying. And then you took the headphones off when you're done. You're like, okay, I guess let's do it again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was oh, really it was sweet. crazy. Yeah. Because um, the, we were just free flowing that. I wonder how rhythmic the Joymonger, I've always wanted to play it to click and see how much we mess up. 
Well, that that I was like a really fun. Much, that was a really fun song to do in the studio because it was so quiet. Because the first half of the of the song is acapella, and you had to we had to just know. You had to just know. You were in one room tracking. I was in another room tracking. We were hooked to headphones. Could not see each other. And JD, the uh, who produced it with us, uh, was in the room, and he would have to stop us because he could hear like a lawnmower way off in the distance because it's so, so stripped. Quiet. And and we're in his basement, so it's like it's the faintest yeah, pin drop. Yeah, like, hang on, we have to do that again. Yeah, sorry, my dog was walking upstairs. Yeah, Blue like, was walking. Yeah, and then we just had to trust that we got it. And that that is my favorite song lyrically I've ever written. It's great. I can't memorize it. It's so good. Well, I like <laughs> because I wanted to end the record on like a prayer for joy. And that's mm-hmm. what it is to me. It's like I wrote it before I, you know, I had the melody in my head, but I, I had the line Marvel at the Crooked Wonders of a world spun all the way you want it, all the ways you want it. And I was like, I want to just like end this record on like, please, for the love of God, sit down and just smile for no good reason. Like we need mm-hmm. that so much right now. Because the internet is stressing everybody out. Like, everyone's so mean to each other now. Like, can we just go back to just, like, laughing for no reason? Yeah. And I I remember coming up with the chorus lyrics of, like, I'll still love you. Like, that changed a few times. But then I was like, no, I think it just needs to be I'll still love you the most. Because then it turns into, like, talking to each other. Yeah. I'll still love you the most. And then some after. I think we both kind of, like, came up with that. Yeah. It was... A, it, that song is just so special to that me. That was a really collaborative. And I'm, and I'm one of the musicians that likes to listen to our records because it like i'm like in that place and i listen to it yeah and not as much as you do every time i get to that song it that's like the closest i get to like being emotionally overwhelmed because i think about you and you know you like letting people like look at you and like give them your gift or whatever and it's just it's just really special to me um my favorite song on the record though is late bloomer so a lot of people don't know this, but the spell, we recorded a good bit of that in our apartment. That was before we got the record deal. Well, so we Jimmy thought... Jimmy was we, for sure recorded ourselves because yeah. that was before, before the record deal. We and, did Jimmy before we knew we were doing an album. And then we started working on Backwards Heart and the Spell. Backwards Heart and the Spell. So whenever we went to the studio, we only had a few to knock out. Yeah. We had a lot of stuff done already. So we did it in the room we're in right now. So we did, I I mailed for the spell, I sent it off to Greg DeLuca in Mobile, Alabama, who's been an old friend of ours. And he has like a little studio space in his house. He did the drums and he sent it back to us. And then we just kind of put everything. And I had... What did he drum on? He played drums on Jimmy and the spell. Okay. Yeah. Because we didn't have drums on everything. No. And it was really, it was a really fun experience to like working via Zoom with a yeah. musician to get the songs done because we had no acoustic treatment. It was literally just an, a, like when I record acoustic guitar, I play it into the couch yeah. because it's like the only sound treatment I can back, get. Yeah. yeah. And then we did, there's clapping on the choruses of the spell. And we, one day I came home and you had a, like a blanket for it built in the studio. And I, you're like, just crawl in there. You'll see a mic and we're just going to start clapping. Yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> and then, uh, Shoot, what was I going to say about the the spell? I don't know. It left me, sorry. Yeah, I really like that song, though. I was... Oh, I, w- I know what I was going to say. Um, Most Famous Man has... A fun fact about that is that that song has actually existed for a really long time. Yeah. Um, 
My that was initially going to be on the first album, like years ago. Years ago. So Bryson, the guy that plays keys on on Backwards Heart, texts me and he's like, "Dude, listen to the record. Um, I know the most famous man." And I was like, "Yeah, that's like a he's like, four we... year old song." Yeah, it's so old. And it was really fun. It feels like a brand new song to me because it was a completely different. Uh, the story was the same, where yeah. um, kid, uh, child star grows up, becomes yeah. irrelevant, and dies. Uh, and it was the same story, but the song was about the the entertainment climate back then. So I had to change everything. It was it had stuff about like DVDs getting mailed to you. It had yeah. about um, sweeps week. And it mm-hmm. had all these like yeah. different metaphors and stuff. So I updated it and I was like, oh, this song feels like it works now. Because yeah. back then I was like, this song just doesn't work. And then whenever I updated it and I like made it feel like us right now, I was like, oh, wow, that's this song just needed a little bit of time. It also. OK, so Most Famous Man. And then do you remember Portrait of a Man? Yeah. The Portrait of a Man concept kind of leaked into Late Bloomer. That's what inspired Late Bloomer. Yeah. So because that song kind of existed at the same time as Most Famous Man. Yep. It's good. It's good. Take the bathroom band. sink thing. I remember. Yeah, so yeah. Portrait of a Man was a song inspired by my dad. And it was, there's a portrait of a man that lives in my bathroom sink. And it talks about like, you see yourself or whatever. And it was just like, I just, I'm at a point where. It was so slow compared to Late Bloomer. So slow. And that's what my big takeaway with this record was. And one of the things that I've loved, like old fans would, would reach out to us mm-hmm. and say, it's really great to hear you like being, your music feels like your personality to me now. Mm-hmm. And Portrait of a Man, and back then I for some reason had it made up in my mind, we needed to be a sad band. Mm-hmm. And when you know us or when you see us, you're like, that doesn't go together. Yeah. And Late Bloomer is the more accurate personality of who we are for that song. Because Late Bloomer is, for one, it's the most honest song I've written about our music career. Mm-hmm. Because my favorite line on the whole record is Late Bloomer, part-time crooner, music pays the bills because I don't have bills to pay. And that's, you know, that is a lyric I couldn't have written two years ago because I was too proud. Yeah. And that's why I've come like a long... And you're not going to be able to write it a year from now because we're going to be loaded. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I'm really glad you pointed that out. Yeah. So... Yeah. Just like, just so everyone knows, like, just a cool heads up, next year is when we're going to hit it big. Big. Yes. (laughs) Huge. Huge. So, yeah. Uh, Do you want to... I feel like you're getting so sleepy. Like, you just like hit a wall. I'm just stretching. (laughs) Listen to your... You just talk through Sometimes a yawn. I stretch my my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to talk about something you're super into right now? So I just watched All Noodles Started Stretching too. Um, I blew through the TV show the Mindy Kaling produced, uh, Never Have I Ever. And at first I was like, oh, this is silly. Like this crazy little high school show I'm watching. And then the way they tie in, like, so... Um. Like, the characters, like, you find out in the first episode that, like, her dad dies. And uh, it's just kind of, you don't really know that it's a journey of, like, how she heals from that. Hmm. And it, it, the way they weave that in, and it slowly becomes more, like, serious. The last episode, I was literally sobbing. You're on a run, and I was really thankful because I was, like, heave crying. 
Really? Yeah. Wow. It just walks you through grief. Hmm. And it was really, there's some just some really powerful stuff in it. Wow, that's awesome. You and, love a good cry, too. Oh, it made me sad the rest of the day, though. Well, and then you had weird dreams, but I think everyone's having, it's a weird phenomenon right now where everyone's having bizarre dreams. Yeah, I had, I had a dream my dad died. Yeah, I've had dreams that, like, people from my past are showing up and, like, demanding money from me. Oh. Yeah, like, weird stuff. Yeah, really weird stuff. But I th- I saw a New York Times article. I think it was New York Times. It was like... And our friend everyone- was telling us that. Yeah, like, everyone's having crazy dreams right now. I w- I'm so interested in... What- I think it's because everyone's stress is elevated because there's so much uncertainty in your brain whenever it finally goes to sleep can, like, take out that anxiety. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I'm yeah. not a scientist. Yeah. But that's a... Uh, a, ph- a phenomenon that I'm very interested in. Yeah. Weird, crazy dreams. Weird. So I am into the trailer for Space Force that dropped today. And it's coming out on my birthday. So, uh, I'm excited about that. Uh, I heard someone say that... Netflix? Netflix did a really great job in... If they couldn't keep The Office, they were going to remake The Office, but in a new way. So, like, because it's got Steve Carell, and it's written by Greg Daniels, and it's going to feel like The Office, but, like, in this new... Yeah. Jane Lynch, I'm excited about. And then who's the guy from... uh, John Malkovich's in it. John Ralphio's in it. John Ralphio's in it. Come on. And then the guy from Silicon Valley. Oh, uh, Jin Yang from Silicon Valley. Yeah. Okay, babe. Well, happy release week. Uh, Happy release. It's not exactly what this is. No, I know, but it feels... Happy May. Happy May. It's gonna be May. Isn't that how that goes? Yeah, that was really good. That was really good. That was my first concert. Nuh-uh. Well, Garth Brooks was technically... I was gonna say, I don't know that fact about you. Garth Brooks was my first concert, and then NSYNC twice. Twice. That's crazy. I saw them on the... (laughs) I saw them on the No Strings Attached tour, and then the one before that. uh, I remember they sang... I I can't remember what album or the song, No Strings Attached was the name of a tour? And the they actually album. had strings on them? They Isn't came, that whenever they came out? They came out as puppets. So then it's the opposite of no strings attached. Right. Terrible name for, for that situation. It was much strings attached. I didn't grow up listening to that, so I'm sorry for not knowing. Well, there was a song called, It makes me ill to see you here, love and affection at his will. And they all dressed up like doctors. It was a very uh, strange show. That is note. so weird. Yeah, but they like synchronized dance as doctors. Well, my first concert, besides Barney at the Mobile Civic Center, was um, Kenny Chesney. Kenny Chesney. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, tell it. I know you want to. Taylor Swift opened for him. Go ahead, say it. No, that was a different concert. Um, that was whenever I saw Brad Paisley. They're all the same to me. No, that's really mean. Um, but I saw Brad Paisley at the Gulf Shores Amphitheater whenever that was new, and Taylor Swift opened for him, and she was only 16 years old. And she played 8 Mile. And she played... A cover of Eminem. Eminem's? Peanut. (laughs) Okay. I love you. See you soon. Okay. Count me in. There's a picture of me over the bathroom sink. It looks more distinct every morning. Got those lines in the face that get deeper every day. I high five me anyway because I'm just a late bloomer, coffee spooner. It's too early to tell.